What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? You're listening to Everybody Has an Opinion. Man, I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about. It's been a crazy week. Man, shout out to my brothers in the studio with me tonight. We got Brandon. What's going on? What's going on? My big man, Jason. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. So we got a lot, a lot to talk about. But if this is your first time listening to Everybody Has an Opinion, the podcast where real sports is brought to you by real everyday people. See, we got to break down what this show's all about and how it runs. Basically, you know, we touch on these topics. We talk about it, but we give you a perspective that you can feel, a perspective that you understand coming from your, your type of perspective. But it's not just our show. It's also your show. We want you to control. We want you to be a part of this. So why we, we, we connect or how do we do it? We connect online. We have an online community on Facebook. All you got to do is look up. Everybody has an opinion. We can add you to our personal groups. We also have Instagram. You know, you can listen to us uh, stream every single day if you want at any time on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. So we just want to make sure you know this information so that you can keep connected with the show and be a part of how we talk about it. Oh, of course. And we got Twitter. That's at EHO Podcast on Twitter as well. And we, we definitely got to be on Twitter because apparently a lot of our stories is coming from, from crazy tweets. Anyways, so, um, yeah, today's crazy, man. We got a lot to talk about. I don't even want to prolong this or make this too much of a long, long show. We just want to make it, uh, we just want to make it evident that you guys understand that, like, hey, we know that it's crazy out here. And what do I mean by that? Like every single week we're sitting there thinking like, man, what are we going to talk about next week? And before we even get to the show, like 50 million crazy things happen. So it's kind of like even if we had a plan, we got to switch it because of how crazy it's been these last few weeks. I don't know if you feel what I'm saying. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the world is ever changing. Um, every five seconds, someone important is in tweeting something, upsetting somebody, offending somebody exciting somebody so i mean you know it's just been a a crazy year to say the least right it's been one of the craziest years what you mean like like a craziest it's been to me it's been like one of the biggest i guess strangest times i've ever been a part of in regards to just you know donald trump's our pre- like, i know i know like we already know this but you know it still blows my mind like the, the you're fired guy is is the president you know what i mean like it blows my mind. and we're gonna talk about him a little bit but to kind of start things off one of the things that we do need to touch on is an update we we uh, a few weeks ago we did a show where we we spoke about jamel hill and the situation that happened with her where she claimed you know she she wrote on twitter that donald trump was a white supremacist and people were mad they wanted her fired where did she lie yeah I, she, i'm still she, trying to figure that out i don't i don't know i, I haven't found a lie yet but anyways you know she wrote about that well she has been suspended recently, and the reason that she was suspended was for something I guess they considered to be a violation. And basically what had happened was she had caught wind of the recent, um, I guess, what is it, the rules that they're in place, they're putting in place? I believe it was um, the I doc- wouldn't even say rules yet. They're trying to make policy changes, and, and they're not necessarily set in stone, but uh-huh. they're on a case-by-case, team-by-team, franchise-by-franchise basis. So right now, uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins are trying to implement a a national anthem policy, and it may or may not go over so well. And, you know, Jamel Hill just had something to say about it. Exactly. So do you remember the tweets that she basically used? Because, I mean, she didn't really – it wasn't as inflammatory as the previous tweets because obviously the previous tweets where she wasn't suspended – 
you know, they were they were basically, I don't know, okay, well, let me put it this way. ESPN statement said that Jamel Hill has been suspended for two weeks for a second violation of her social media guidelines. She previously acknowledged letting her colleagues and company down with an impulsive tweet. In the aftermath, all employees were reminded of how individual tweets may reflect negatively on ESPN and that such actions would have consequences, hence this decision. So I understand the statement that was made, but what exactly were the tweets? The tweets were, if we can't find them in time, because I know we, we can get our research on that team on that, but um, the tweets were something to the effect that Stephen Ross and Jerry Jones with their new, and she used the word directives, is making it difficult on the players to kind of make a decision with their national anthem policy. Then she came behind it and said, just to be clear, and again, I'm prefacing, uh, I'm paraphrasing rather, mm -hmm. just to be clear, I'm not advocating anyone boycott. I'm just saying that if you are, you should be going after the sponsors and not the players. So basically she was stating that just a smarter way to protest as opposed to, and, and you know, in regards to sports, it's kind of like that. You know, we tend to see these situations where, you know, I've always felt like there was always a weird parallel. I got in a debate with somebody about this recently. They uh, they were talking about, I believe, the Heat and the Cavs and so on and so forth in regards to Wade going to Cleveland. And he was like, man, I just can't, I can't root for that. You know, I'm a diehard Heat fan and such and such. And I was like, that's cool. So who do you like on the Heat? You know, like, you know, do, you know, because you, you're making it sound like, you know, did, did you like the Heat when it was Tim Hardaway back in the day? Were you a right. Heat fan Grant back Long, then? Grant Long, Keith, Keith you know Askins. You know what I'm saying? Was that when you were, were you a Heat fan then, or is it because you know Dwayne Wade? You got into the move. You know, you know when 2006 people became a lot of people became Heat fans, and then obviously when the Big Three was there, a lot of people like for me, I always followed players because I felt like, you know, it, it's easier. Right. I, I don't. I, I I'm not like a. A Mickey Harrison fan, you know, you know, I don't buy, you know, I don't own a, you know, you know, I don't own a Mickey Harrison jersey, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and for me, it's like one of those things where I feel like sometimes we we fall in love with these organizations, but we don't even know who's behind these organizations, and then when we get to really know who's behind it and what they believe and how they think, you know, we almost don't want to second guess. Like, if I was a Cowboys fan as a black man, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would feel some type of way about the the hard stance that Jerry Jones put up because you already did that little fake protest right and we and we knew at that point everything was staged and that's why my my excitement or my feeling about it was measured it was like uh I kind of like that they're being unified but at the same time I understand that this is an orchestrated performance to appease the 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 owners by saying, look, we'll be with you when they bring this foolishness to our front door. But yep. after this, Bye. let's get back to, to business. And so just to be clear about the tweets, because I have found them. Okay. Um, if fans are really upset about what JJ, meaning Jerry Jones and Stephen Ross have done, don't call out. Don't call the players sellouts. But you're watching every Sunday, basically saying if you're not boycotting. Yeah. Then then why does it matter? So then she said behind that, just so we are clear. So, you know, kind of make sure she's towing the line. Mm -hmm. I'm not advocating an NFL boycott, but it is an unfair burden that has been placed on the players in Dallas and Miami with Anticum directives. Now, how did that get her suspended? We got to talk. Man, look, they were trying to suspend her from the first time. So they needed anything to get her the next time. And that was it. Um, you know, they just used. 
something as simple as that, that she didn't go after anybody in particular. You know, she kind of just voiced her opinion more so. And they were like, you know what? We got to get you this time. And that's what it boiled down to. The, the ESPN is in a bad spot, too. Yeah. Just like the NFL. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in this position where the right is calling them out for being too liberal. Um, the left has them in a predicament where now it seems as if they're not as liberal as <laughs> conservative media would put them out to be because you're suspending people for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know their role in terms of where their actual demographic is, or is mm-hmm. it about the demographic, or is it about business? Is it about what's right? Exactly. Um, so they're in a weird spot, just like the NFL. Like I said last week, the NFL is in a weird spot because you have these, you know, quote unquote patriots feeling that the flag is being disrespected. So they're turning off the TV. They're getting upset. They're voicing their concern. And then you have those that are either half heartedly boycotting or seriously boycotting on the other side that are with Colin Kaepernick. So where do you find your your diehard fan at this point? Like, who 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 are you trying to appease? You know, it was funny, and I told you guys this, but I'm done with the Dolphins. As big as a fan wow. of the Dolphins I am, like, yeah, no, I, I felt. Statement. When you said it, I was shocked. When you said it off camera, I mean, off uh, off the air, I, like, I was shocked. I just feel, you know, comments like that, you just turn me off from being a fan. Like, Stephen Ross shocked me, though, because I thought he was down with the calls, though. Me, when, too. Yeah. Remember, last year, but, but you didn't know he do all funny? that? Yeah, like, I don't even. He kind of threw me off. It's not that I thought he was but down it, with the cause, but he kind of just made me feel like at least he was a moderate. Like he, well, because you know what? He was he a does. billionaire, and I still felt him as a you know, white old guy. You know, he really can't be that connected, but he kind of just made me feel like, okay, maybe you're but trying you, to. You know what it is, though? He does a lot of stuff within the community and stuff like that to unify people. I mean, I think he started a, um, a foundation or whatnot a couple of years ago for something to this magnitude. But the thing about it is... I haven't heard anything from him. I heard it come from Adam Gase that, you know, pretty much if you want to kneel, you need to do it in the locker room or in the tunnel, not on the field. So, I mean, I haven't heard anything from Stephen Ross. I don't know if I missed something, but I haven't, heard, I haven't heard anything from him directly saying, you know, to the extent like Jerry Jones came out and said, you know, if you if you kneel, you won't play. And so, you know, my problem is, is the fact that it's a silent protest in a in a, in a sense, you know, they're not, not in a sense it is. They're, they're <laughs> not they're not bothering anybody. They're not you know going out there making a bunch of ruckus. I mean, no, they're just they're taking a knee on the side, and that's that. So it's it's what I don't get is you know how are you now trying to stifle somebody's constitutional rights? You know, you you want to back a, a president. Right. Who who could say whatever he wants to say? Whenever he wants to, to say it, to whomever he wants to say it, however he wants to say it, and it's not a problem. You know, it's oh okay, but the minute that your worker bees bringing <laughs> you all this money, your cash cow, they they have they they have something to say. You have a problem with it. I mean, we we've really gone back to the slave mentality mm-hmm. right now. It, it's amazing because these guys are millionaires. And yet people don't realize that even though they're millionaires, a lot of these NFL players are still check to check guys. 
You know, they're just it's just a different check. Right, right. You know, it's, a, it's a different lifestyle. Yeah, so. it's, but but it's still check to check because we know a lot of people. Like I know Clinton Portis. Didn't Clinton Portis like plot to kill somebody who who robbed like forty three million dollars from him or something right, like right, like right. it like it. It's not like it's not it's not like it's impossible. Just watch one episode of The Ballers, you'll understand like <laughs> right. that these guys <laughs> just actually know a football player. Like I know a few, you yeah. know, and they'll tell you. Yeah, because what we see in terms of dollars and cents in these salaries, and we think they're overpaid. They're getting taxed in every state. They yep. have um. Escrow money going here. They have uh, agent money going there. A million new cousins, mm-hmm. a million new aunties and uncles. Man, they, they, it is what it is. But so, so I looked up the Stephen Ross thing, and, and what's interesting is that it's um, it's kind of what he's saying is, is a big deal. It's not it's not highlighted as much as it really needs to be. He's he was definitely outspoken. We like we thought, you know, he was outspoken for the players originally. Right. He understood what they were trying to, you know, accomplish, accomplish and everything. And, and, and he's he's made that evident. He's saying the biggest reason that he's asked, he said that it's time for them to stand now or time for them to show that their allegiance to this country by standing now is because largely because Donald Trump has turned the debate onto into part, uh, about patriotism. So his reason he's saying this is what he said. He said it's a different dialogue today. Um, whenever you're dealing with the flag, you're dealing with something different. Trump has changed the whole paradigm on what the protest of what the protest is. I think it's incumbent upon the players today because of how the public is looking at it is to stand and salute the flag. So public perception, but uh, is what's well, making you do you this. You know the funny thing is, about that. Hold on, let me just say this real quick before I forget it. The funny thing about this, and obviously you're going to hear the double entendre in that. How does the president's narrative trump what started this to begin with? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and, and you know he he did it to change the narrative. You but, know. That's, but that's what that's what again. And I know some people that don't believe this exists. They hate when it gets said. But that's what white privilege affords you: the, the ability to change the narrative. So when somebody is in a position of inferiority or the oppressed speak up and speak out it is so easy for you to sit there and say whatever you like however you like to get the conversation on better footing for you so you can make your point right but you know you know what's crazy about the whole thing though there's really no point on playing the national anthem at a sporting event like especially a domestic one but what exactly what's what's the point you know i i was actually thinking about it earlier today and um I kind of looked it up. I was like, well, when did this start? And uh, it started before World World War II. Okay. So it started before we even adopted the Star Spangled Banner as the national anthem for this country. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened it was getting played in a baseball game between the Cubs and the Red Sox. Oh, wow. And, um, <laughs> and what happened yeah. was they just started playing it and people were, were kind of talking or whatnot. But then as it finished, you know, they noticed like some of the players turning around and, uh, just kind of saluting the flag. And that was because, you know, the war was going on at the time and the crowd started cheering. So then in like, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I feel like it was like 1931 or something like that. Mm-hmm. The NFL commissioner was like, you know what? We're going to start playing this at every game. And one of the owners actually decided he didn't want to play it anymore 
because people were always just talking and doing whatever they were doing through wow. the middle of it. Disrespecting. And, <laughs> and so he was like, you know what? It, it's not even going to be worth to play it anymore. And at the end of it, he just decided, you know what? The, the commissioner was like, no, you guys need to keep playing it, blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of how it started. But, I mean, it has no bearing on the sport itself. Right. You know, um, Mike Golick says oh, all the time that when I he was never, playing. I never knew. I never knew either. Yeah, Mike Golick said on Mike and Mike one time, half of the time they didn't even go out for the national anthem. <laughs> they didn't. And so until 2009, it became a thing again. So you saying it started back in the 40s and 30s? No, it started. It started before that. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Well, listen, that that listen, that's the teacher in you, and I love it because you just. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening like a, like a like a student for real. Like, whoa, man, that was deep. So 1918. <laughs> Ooh. So that was before. during Game One of the World Series between the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Well, you know, I like that you brought up 1918. You know why? Um, <laughs> uh, wow. Are you going there? <laughs> huh? Are you going there? I'm going there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. My, that's actually a hundred years ago. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, a little bit after 1918, this man by the name of Mike Ditka was born. <laughs> and, and, and Mike Ditka's seen a lot of things. He's been, he's been through a lot of things. Seen a, he's seen a, a Trump whole supporter. Lot. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. of course. Seen a lot of things in this time. And um, it's incredible that Mike Ditka, with literally, with literally almost no, like, he, he said it with, so fluidly, like, like as if he said it plenty of times before, he stated that there's been no oppression in the last 100 years that I know of. Interesting. Let me just talk about this for a brief second because this is so layered. My God, this is so layered. No oppression. Mike Ditka, Mike Ditka lived, lived through the civil rights movement. Mike Ditka lived in a time. He was in his 20s at that point. He yeah. was a rookie in like 63 or 64. He wasn't a child. Not at all. Not at all. This was a man. <laughs> you understand? He's had black players on his team. Teams. Multiple. Yeah, because yeah, he was a coach Girl. too. And he was a coach. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's incredible because like, you understand? Like he, he's, he's seen people dragged to jail for sitting in the wrong, you know, lunch counter. He's seen people, you know, who were sprayed with fire hoses, police dogs, you know, attacked by police. He's seen people that, you know, peaceful protests. Now, remember that. Let's let's get the listeners to understand yeah, the man. attack dogs on peaceful people. He saw Malcolm X die. He saw Martin Luther King die. You know what I'm saying? He he he's and, seen and we'll throw, it all. And we'll sprinkle in Bobby and and, and John Kennedy too. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll that in. So don't. I mean, he he was he was around during the heyday of the Ku Klux Klan. You know what I'm saying? He was around during the 4,743 lynchings that documented lynchings, you know, between, I think what years was that? That was like, uh, what was it? Well, no, he wasn't around for all of it, but 1882 all the way to 1968. All the way to 1968. He's seen, he's seen all of this. Maybe and, his eyes were closed. He was focused on football. Said, yeah, and stick this, to sports. Yeah. Chris, you stick to sports, bro. And this man said on national television. A <laughs> hundred years. This man said on national television that there's been no type of oppression for the last 100 years. Hey, you might, know, might need to check him for CTE. <laughs> Damn. What? Hey, good. listen. I like that. Yeah, so check <laughs> this out, though. Let's, 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 let's be fair to Mike Dicker. If I can be, because I don't really want to. Please try. <laughs> let's be, let's, 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 let's do this, because I think sometimes, because we agree with each other on these topics so much, our listeners are probably like trying to find 
maybe some moderation or some opposition right. to what we say. Yeah. So let me let me let me put it like this. Define the word oppression. Some help help me there. I thought I was trying to use those examples as as my way of defining it, but <laughs> but I guess um if I had to define oppression, I would say, you know, any type of either institution or or injustice that isn't rectified or done on a wide scale to a particular group, whether it is by race, whether it's by whatever it may be. It could be age. It could be whatever. If you choose to enforce a sense of injustice and normalize it upon a group, you're oppressing them. Yeah, unjust treatment. That's it. Like if you if you're choosing to be like, well, man, you know what, man, these Muslims ain't they they they're terrible. Like, you, who cares if we if we kill them? Who cares if we if we don't let them in our schools? Who cares if we throw bricks in their houses? Man, they're Muslims. We we should treat them like that. That's oppressive. It's not you don't maybe you don't want to call it oppression. That's cool. But if it goes on for decades, it's oppression now. If it goes on for an, uh, you know, for a day, for weeks, it's oppression. It doesn't need to be something that's prolonged. As long as it's something that is that that is evident that you're doing intentionally to either intimidate, demean, minimize, you know, like like, and, and to say that that doesn't happen within the community is wild. You know, something else that blew my mind, and I and it's crazy because I know we his talk, mother I, was probably oppressed. Yeah, it's <laughs> the crazy thing about it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and <laughs> that's very true. You know, and and the other thing is, it's like. I know we're supposed to be talking about sports, <laughs> and I promise we're going to talk about sports. We'll get but, there. But it was, you know, the biggest thing that you hear now, I think number one, it, okay, let's see if you guys will get this. If it's Jeopardy, and the, and the, the category is, the category is, um, often used, uh, uh, talking points by, you know, by, by, by the right or whatever it may be, would be, you know, Let's just say what racist, about, because it's, it's some on the right, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. What about black on black crime? Or preferably, what about the crime rate in Chicago? Do you know my dumb self never just sat there for a second and said, you know, let me just do some research on the murder rate in Chicago because I feel like I've been hearing about the murder rate in Chicago even when I was a little kid. Let me see what, let me see what happened. Do you understand that the murder rate in Chicago has been consistent since 1912? Do you understand that in 1912, there was barely any black people in Chicago like that? It wasn't, it wasn't like, like what it is today. Right. Do you understand that the reason it was so bad in 1912 was because of this mean guy called Al Capone? Right, right, right. Just saying the murder rate, it's been consistent for that long. A hundred so, years. So, the no oppression. Yeah, so <laughs> wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Why do you bring up Chicago then? If Chicago's always been a bloody state, you want to talk about black people shooting black people today, but then all them years that white people shooting white people. It's crazy. The whole term black on black crime immediately to me negates any pot, any, any argument you have. Cause the minute you bring that up and fail to recognize that we just witnessed a white man shoot almost 600 white people at a country music concert, right? There's no black man. And nobody, in not one person has said white on white crime. And exactly, there is no black man in history that's ever done that. A lone shooter? Never. A lone shooter? Never. Ever. It's never happened. I mean, why why can't they just call him a domestic terrorist? I know we're getting... <laughs> I know. Like, we all else. off topic. Back but, to... <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you the answer to that. Go I'll ahead. give you the answer to that because I've, I've gone to that realm. Okay, so now what the, the terrorism has to involve something political. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying if this is not politically charged, then that's how... You know, and, and I think that's how they've been separating white men because they just feel like they're going out and doing quote unquote mass shootings mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with a political agenda. So when you get a Muslim, it always has to be about jihad. 
You yeah. understand? And it's political at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm assuming. But but terrorism is putting the fear in others, regardless if it's for a political stand or not. It's I'm not I'm not I'm not others. disagreeing with you, Jason. What I'm saying is somebody tried to give me the actual definition of the word and, and that's what, what it came to be. So my question is then why are black extremists targeted right now by the FBI as domestic terrorism? Do you know that the FBI because the, because the agenda is political, given the fact that we're being targeted, so we're going to target back. You understand what I'm saying? Just just process what I'm saying, not to say if it's right or wrong. Yeah. What they're saying is this: we're being targeted by the police. That's why we're upset. Police brutality is a political issue, and that's the reason why we would kill them. So that's why they would be considered domestic terrorists. That's crazy. You, you understand? Right. Yeah. You, you see? Yeah. You, you see no, the, no, the no, games no, being no. played? No, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I get it. it. I get it. I, I always, to me, to me, you know. Are you just seeing that about the what is the BIEs? It's, it's a new thing. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, yeah, was, they, they have something called black identity extremists now. Yeah, I know, and and it okay, <laughs> that's cool, whatever. But but I, I mean, <laughs> it makes I, you laugh. Right? I hate this. I hate what we do here. Just like like as much as like you know, it's crazy. So when we go back to sports and we talk about how these players like Eric Reed are so freaking conscious and they breaking it down the right way and they and they, they but then they get on the field and they still perform. They get on the field and they still do what they're supposed to do. Like what? How does them kneeling bother you? The games are still good. We're going to talk about the NFL later in the show. The games are still good. The season is still popping right now. Like, why can't you just respect the fact that these people are not just here for your enjoyment? They're people. And the reason they got there, don't talk about the millions they make. They had to, there was sweat equity that was before they got there. Right. It's like the sacrifice to make it to that level is enormous. These people don't just get there. And the adversity in the obstacles a lot of them had to overcome to make it would make you cry. I mean, damn it. They make movies out of this shit. Right, right, right. The blind side, you saw it. I hope you did. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, but you like the blind side because it's, <laughs> cause it's got a white savior complex. You oh, like the blind side because the white family saved Michael Orr. Yeah, it's a great story, but you don't like the family. You don't like the stories about, you know, Kamar, the Camardis and how single parents and all of a sudden they all them in the NFL balling. You don't like those stories because guess what? It's not compelling because it's about a black woman who raised kids to make it out to the NFL. You don't want to hear that. Right. You get what I'm saying? So anyways, whatever. All <laughs> I'm saying is this is frustrating to see what they're doing to Jamel when she made a good point. We're going to touch more on, on the hypocrisy of all this later because there is something that happened this week that is laughable, but we need to discuss it. And it happened in the highest office within the country or the second highest office within the country was the, the culprit. And it's just crazy to me where we are in, in regards to this. But understand that the quality of play has not diminished. But it's just know, the quality of the consciousness of our players has increased. Please, right. I am proud of our players right I'm now. I'm proud of that stripper too, by the way. Oh man, if we I'm touch so on proud. that today, are we gonna? <laughs> do we get to talk about that today? I, I, I think. Know. Are you gonna bring it up in just a case? Of course. Man. Oh man, I'm gonna leave this with my dog. I'm gonna leave this with my dog. In my DJ Khaled voice, <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> I mean, listen. Is there anything else that we really want to touch on this, or do you want to progress? We could progress. We can. We can keep it pushing because we're gonna get back on it. We're gonna okay. get back. We're gonna get back. Okay, because I mean, I. Man, it just it, it it does. I don't remember grind my gears. Remember, uh, yeah, Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin grinds my gears. How, how this is, man. And, and to be honest, it, it's like I just don't understand why why it's so hard for certain people to understand. This. I seen this yesterday at 
McDuffie. So you broke you broke it down I, I real told you, good. Bro, like yeah. and, it's, and it's and it's insane that you know it was it was a couple and they were sitting down. They were so upset at Kaepernick. They were like, "Well, if you want to protest, do it on your your fan page, do a press conference." And I'm thinking to myself, like, how many times have black and brown people done events, said these things on any platform, whether it be media, whether it be uh, newspaper, whether it be the television, social media, these things have been said, but nobody gives a damn yep. when you do it like that. But when you make people uncomfortable, that's the purpose of the protest, to get you to see. Like and that's that. why I love it, because they don't got to say a damn word. All they do is take a knee and people losing a freaking mind. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, it. And that's the crazy thing about it. You know, they're not even saying nothing. They're not saying nothing. I, lo- I, I love it. I love it. Shows you how but crazy it just, But are. it just shows it again. And I'm telling you, until we get to this point, until we start dealing with white frailty and white insecurity, we're going to always have this problem. Because that's what we're talking about. How insecure do you have to be to be offended by somebody else saying they have a problem with something. Ain't that crazy? He's not talking to you, John. He's not talking to you, Mary Sue. He's just saying, I'm having a problem in my community with those that are affected that look like me, act like me, and relate to me. And you're upset because he's making that point about his experience that you have no idea about? That has to talk about <laughs> your insecurity. Yeah, you, It goes I can't directly even. to that. Yeah, because because if you if a, if a white man told me he was having it hard somehow some way I would probably laugh, but at the same time I wouldn't be upset if he was protesting something. I'd be like, God damn, Dan Janikowski got it bad. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the case, Dan, okay, do your thing. I'm not gonna be so pissed now that I'm saying that he's not a patriot because of whatever the case is. I'm just be like, oh shit, Dan, I didn't know. Yeah, if I didn't know because you, not... you really don't know, Dan, exactly. because you don't experience it. So. Because you don't know and you feel like you're the only person that can be an American the way an American should be, you have a problem with how other people do this American thing. It's you know? wild. It's wild. But anyways, we got to jump into our, our segment. You already know. Hey, hey, hey. No, but seriously, every time I listen to this, I, I start doing a little shoulder shuffle. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you getting the text messages too? <laughs> Shout out to our listeners, man, on yopartner.com. All right, go ahead, man. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, so just in case, we got a, we got a lot to talk about, you know, so I'm going to kind of breeze through this. Um, and here we go. A couple weeks back, rookie Josh Jackson called Steph Curry unathletic and small. Did any of you catch that? No. no, where the hell you get that information? Man. Yes, he did. Don't know. No, I did catch that. Yo. I did hear that. So why did he say that? But he is though. Where's the lie? I feel like Jamel Hill. Like, where's the lie? <laughs> so wait, you think you think Steph Curry is unathletic? Absolutely. Not right now. Not right. anymore. I used to think that when when he first got in the league. I just think he's fun. I think he's, he's fundamentally really fundamentally superior, bro. Like his skill level is so high, you would think he's fast. But if you put so, Steph Curry like in a in a in a running and jumping contest, he would be terrible. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, When's the last time you seen Steph Curry come down the court fast break with a thunderous dunk? Oh, gosh. But, but I don't need to see that. <laughs> okay. yeah, I hear what you're saying. Go, okay. Go, Fair enough. Go, Fair go. enough. Westbrook is the highest paid player in NBA history with his contract extension of five years, $205 million. And I guess we'll get to that but at the end of the show. <laughs> with it added to the year left on his contract, it's six years, $233 million. You ain't going to add the level of petty that was on this? 
Nah, for what? You know, you, for you, what? You gotta, you gotta put that. What day did he sign it, though? Does it matter? Yes, it does <laughs> I mean, matter. What day did he sign it? What tell, is that? You tell me. Where's this coming from? You that tell was, me. Yeah, man, he, he signed it on Kevin Durant's birthday. It is what it is. Ah, oh, you what? Hey, you can't talk about. Look, are you like? Are you? Are you guys on like KD's payroll? Like, come on, let me know. Let me know if y'all are secret. At, at the end of the day, at so the end of the day, KD is yes! a NBA champion and a Finals MVP. Westbrook is not. Moving right along. Lavar <laughs> Ball pulling the youngest son Lamelo from high school and will homeschool him and train him for the next two years. I don't. I, I don't know. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> man, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. All right. He's got a brother in the NBA, right? He's got another brother at UCLA. If he gets a chance to even come to any of those practices or even be around that type of environment, the type of, you know, the he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I mean, I think he'll be fine. I mean, you know, it's just an interesting move. But when I was reading more into it, apparently LeVar has a problem with the coach. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what stemmed. Like, he wanted the coach and the school to bring in, like, these four kids to, I guess, make the team better. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no. So he was like, bye. So that's pretty <laughs> much how that went. That's cool. Um, so a couple weeks ago, it was a bad week for, for some of the rookies in the NFL. Dalvin Cook went out with the torn ACL. You know, my. Shout out to Alonzo Cook's um, cousin. Which I Go ahead. Mary McLeod Bethune, too? <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Chris Carson, you know, I was high on him all year from before the season started. Went out with a broken leg. So he's done for the year. They were both on my fantasy football team. They kind of killed him. so sad. Uh, Derek Carr expected to miss some time with the back injury. Raiders are trash now. The new uh, top five in college after an interesting uh, shakeup in the week. I mean, Alabama and Clemson still one and two. Penn State three. Georgia's four. Washington's five. Oklahoma had a nice upset loss to Iowa State. Hurricanes beat the Seminoles. Shout out to the Canes. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Gators lost to LSU because the kicker missed an extra point. Dang. Sad. NBA is getting rid of the East versus West format in the All-Star game. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting now. So the top the top vote getters from each conference will be the captain. So they're going to do something like the NFL did. Yeah, with Rice and Deion. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's probably going to be it's probably going to be Westbrook and LeBron though. Does Westbrook pick Kevin Durant? Yeah, does, does he pick KD? Who, pick, who picks KD? Either one of them. Either one of them pick KD. Like that's going to be hilarious. Gonna be wild. But I'm, you know what? It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch though. Yeah. It's going to be real fun it's gonna to watch. Be better. It's going to be better, yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson got traded to the Cardinals. Random as hell, too. It was like out of nowhere. Like, you, Did you know that Chris Johnson wrote uh, – you saw the thing when Chris Johnson wrote about how AP needs to get more carries, and then they dropped him. Yeah. That's crazy. How, how in, that's the only way he's going to get more carries. Can't have a staple, a, a staple, of, uh, a staple of running backs, even though um, – What's his name? Supposed to be coming back by Thanksgiving. David, David Johnson. Oh, I know, Supposed right? Supposed to be coming back by Thanksgiving. So, so how's that gonna work? Gonna we'll we'll see. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, anything. He's gonna get thirty touches. David but any Johnson. anything more than the three touches a game AP has been getting, I mean, I think he'll be happy with. So, Touche. Uh, 
Obviously, everybody knows about Dolphins O-line coach getting the boot after the video <laughs> surfaced of him snorting cocaine. Shout White out. powder. Shout out to the strippers out here that's so woke. And shout out to Mitch Isley saying Mike Dicker was snorting coke with Dolphins O-line coach. <laughs> that's why he was talking about it's been 100 years without a pressure. I'll tell you what. That's probably why. That, that probably sheds some light on why the damn offensive line is so bad. And Isn't man, it amazing, probably, though? Isn't it the same coke. week? The same week. Yeah. The same week they dropped this rule for the players to stand, you know, a video like this comes out. It's amazing. Like, what exactly are you trying to portray with this moral character? Like, let's be patriots. Let's be patriots. But then, hey, I'm snorting cokes, you know, you know, on stripper's chest. Hey, babe. You know? Yeah, you you like the way I do that. (laughs) It's crazy. So, you know, that's a funny thing because I don't think I think this is just the beginning. I think a lot of people are going to get exposed, and I think that's good. I'm happy for it too because we got to stop acting like this little fake patriotism stuff that we're talking about. Trumps, you know, <laughs> play on word. Trumps the lives that are being lost and the actual causes that do need attention. And if you know, if people don't feel uncomfortable, like you said, you you really kind of really nailed it on the head. If making people feel uncomfortable is the only way that we're going to be forcing people to talk about it, you can try to change the narrative all you want, man. We're still going to put it in your face, but that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. I'm going to just keep saying it. It's not what we're talking about. This is yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. So every time I hear a narrative switch, I'm going to be like, nope, listen, that's not what it's about. Here's what it's about. Yeah. It's you know? and redirect. That's it. I mean, that's all you could do. Uh, last but not least, Andrew Wiggins signed a five-year, $148 million extension with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Joel Embiid, too. He got some, some money. He actually had a great preseason game in like 15 minutes. It was his debut. 15 minutes. I think he had 22 points and seven rebounds. He's hooping. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, hopefully. Yeah, he's the third highest paid center in the league right now, Joel Embiid. I like Joel. I, I don't understand how. The man 31 has, games, and he looks like the the next – Big thing. Uh, we'll we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't have that Yao Ming syndrome. We stay hurt. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. Bad. You wishing that on somebody? No, I, I said hopefully he doesn't. Yeah, I'm true. not. I'm not wishing it on anybody. You know, <laughs> the only you know, one. Check on Jason because you know some. No, yeah, today he's not salty, so it's all good. He had. He called the Raiders tra- trash though. That's that's this is one little. You know what's funny though? <laughs> you know what's funny though? Like until later, until proven otherwise, where's the lie? We did. They lost car. Yeah, EJ Manuel is. Yeah, they lost cars, so he you know might he might be onto for, something. You know the words you got to use for EJ Manuel, and it's <laughs> he's serviceable. He's, serviceable. <laughs> he's like Kevin Love, serviceable. No. Oh my <laughs> goodness, yo, you are so hard on Love, man. Like All he right, does. So hold on, hold on. To... Let's do the same thing we did to you last week, and let's not take too long, Jason, since he's so serviceable. You tell me seven power forwards in the league better than Kevin Love right now. He can do now. seven. I think he can do seven, bro. I don't wow, think. seven. Yeah, oh, you already said Wow. All right, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me think. Let me think. Let's let me think. It. All right. LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. Are we? Are we'll, we... Give we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. Don't worry about it. You don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is better than him? That's fine. Than... Go ahead. I'm going to shut up. Let him go. Let him go. I mean, this is in no particular order. Absolutely. Are we Are we considering DeMarcus Cousins a four or five? He's a five. Okay, so then Anthony Davis. That's fine. He's a four. That's fine. He plays a five sometimes, but he's really a four. Okay, that's fine. Let's see. That's two. I'm at two. Yeah, you take. I got a long time. way to go because yeah, you know do. I got to think now. You know, you got me. You got me thinking on the spot. <laughs> Serviceable. Not, this is trash now. I can think of them, but I'm gonna let you go. Go ahead. Um, just, Draymond. Okay. 
Okay, it's fine. Let's go. Bro, what's with the eyes? Yo, I don't even like how you look it. I, I, I know, I know you are not gonna. Draymond say... is right. You're right. I'm not arguing. Go. Oh, yeah. I, I, so I didn't three. like how I you didn't like three. how you, you look. Three. You had three. Give me four more. Give me four more. All right, here we go. All right, I'm with you. You with me? I'm, with I'm you. still thinking though. Okay. Oh my god! Dang, this is not that because, hard. I mean, you caught me off guard. I'm just I'm, saying, I'm, I'm if he's trash, to... there should be 25 power forwards in the league better than him, right or wrong? Dang, 25 nah. though? No, no. I'm saying he should be. There should only be if if he's the the let's say he's the sixth best. Yeah. In the league, he's not so trash. that means there are 25 or 24 trash power forwards in the league. So there are only six good power forwards in the okay. league. Okay. So I guess my point is, like, is the position, like, depleted? Yeah, and we all know that's not the case. So I, I just want to let Jason know he should stop calling Kevin. All right, well, Blake Griffin. Yo. You can say Blake Griffin. That's for We'll give you that. Uh, okay. You wouldn't put Blake? Right? Yeah, fine, fine. Blake is for, like 20 for, Okay, yes. 20 and okay. 8. Yeah. 29, Blake. guy. All right. That's cool. for We're trying to help you out. Yeah, I just want you to stop. I just, I just want you to stop calling my boy. The man is trash. The man is trash. The man is trash. <laughs> Point blank, period, Paul trash. Paul Move Paul on. Out. Let's go. Paul Mills, good. Keep, keep naming them. The man is trash. At the end you. of the day, I don't care. You don't, you don't even have to name any more people. The man is trash. Serge Ibaka. All right. Kevin Trash Love. Hey, so this is all I have to say. There are 24 trash starting power forwards in the NBA. Yeah. Because Kevin Love is better than a lot of people, bro. No, he's not. Oh, my no, God. No, he's not. You haven't even named six people better than him in two minutes. The listeners are pissed off as they're waiting for the next topic. Oh, man. You got to stop putting people on the spot. That's just, so, got... so move on, then. <laughs> That's why the show is everybody has an opinion. Right. You're right. Okay. You're right. We'll need facts. We'll need, I, right. yeah. We don't need facts to say that Kevin Love is trash. Yeah, he is yeah. trash. Look at what he did in the, the, the playoffs, in the, in the finals. All right. James Harden trash too. What? I mean, he did. He stunk up the place his last two games. The last two games. No, Kevin Love stunk up the place the entire series. Move on. Next, he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Cool. Cool. No All right. Is there any more just in case? Are we? <laughs> nah. Trash. <laughs> Awesome. I think we should talk about the NFL in general because there's been a lot of craziness and I'm I'm like excited. So week five of the NFL. (laughs) Can can I bring this in? Can I bring this in? Please go ahead. Okay, so check this out. So I know all you half-hearted boycotters and you people that are on the fence right now. I have a solution to your problem. Make sure you come out to Beyond Brunch this Sunday. (laughs) The games will be played there. Keep your TV off. Nelson does not need your ratings, okay? (laughs) So if we can get 20, 30 um, people in the building, that's 20 or 30 TVs that are not on. So, so come out to Beyond Brunch this Sunday for week six. So. That's right, man. It's at Cafe Iguana, man. Come check us out. We definitely have the games on. That way you don't have to put it on your TV, but it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. So week five. And Kevin Love won't be there. Exactly. He doesn't come to brunch yet. <laughs> He's yet. trash. Clyde Drexler. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about it, man. So week five, apparently we did this whole preseason, you know, prediction stuff. My division and so on and so forth. And it seems like we're not exactly Nostradamus because the teams we like are, or the teams we thought were going to do phenomenally well have 
not done well at all. For example, the biggest surprise I'd have to say has to be the 0 and 5 Giants. That doesn't make not one game, not one game, <laughs> not one game. And and what out three, four receivers now? So who's out? OBJ, Brandon Marshall, and Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard and, and Dwayne Harris. So yeah. the top four receivers. The top oh four receivers because Dwayne Harris got hurt on kickoff return, I think. Yeah. And then the rest of them got hurt in the game. That is crazy. But at least, well, is he coming back though? Because I know, I, think, I know, I think, I think he's coming OBJ back, and Marshall—they're done for the year. Yeah, they're they're really both done for the year. Oh, so the season's over for them. Yeah, yeah. it was, it, it was kind of already them. over, right? I mean, it, it was over before it started. Yeah. But you know what? This means they might have a good 2018. They'll have some pretty high draft picks with some pretty solid. Yeah, taking all these L's. Who, but who else are you gonna get? I mean, on paper. Realistically and honestly, on and they paper, they paid a lot of money for that defense. And but that's what I'm saying. On paper, the Giants look like probably the best team in the NFL. On paper, when you start just looking at the names they have if on you, their if team, if you just remove the running back position, I, I was just yeah, about yeah, to say, right. That, I mean, that's where they're gonna go. Either running back or or if I, I think it's time to let go. Of Eli, time, yeah. So Eli, I, I think it's Eli time to is let in go. the Kevin Love category. Damn, with two Super Bowls, bro. I don't care. Kevin Love, Kevin Love got a, got a championship ring. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah, talk about man. Yesterday's home runs don't win today's game, bro. I don't want to hear that. Too, too Yeah, I'm not going to bat for you, last. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I let's, just made a statement. <laughs> so let's talk about. So the biggest surprise in terms of taking L's has to be the Giants. So in terms of the biggest surprise in terms of winning, to me, has to be the Jaguars. Like I'm I thought, the Jaguars. You but really, you know what? Again, you, they were we ranked look, them the worst. In we that did. Division. I'm but, not. But I'm not that surprised because I thought they would be okay. To so, I, I just I had a feeling. I, mean, I thought. But that. you know what's funny? I thought the Jags. <laughs> I thought the Jags would have been better last year, because if you start looking at their draft picks and the people they drafted, they were drafting some amazing players. It's did just injuries. Injuries were getting the better of them, and then we were not sold on Blake Bortles. Still not. And you if know, they had cap, they'd be five and zero. Yeah, <laughs> like for, yeah, if, they had a, if they had a quarterback, yeah, Blake is Blake is really not good, man. Like it's it, to me, it's incredible what they're doing, but they're doing it they're doing it on the ground, doing, and that's why it's, they they're doing some real old school football right now. And Tom Coughlin is back there because when he was there the first time, that's how they won the games. They had Brunel and they had Fred Taylor and they had a good defense. That's a good they, point. And they went back to that, and and Tom Coughlin's in, up in the uh, front office now, kind of you know putting his stamp on the team mm-hmm. and. That's just what's happening. They said they were going to run the ball. We knew their defense was young and athletic. They have the fastest uh, linebackers in the league. They have the tallest D lineman in Calais Campbell. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. is a beast. And as Jimmy T would say, they got the best secondary um, in the league right now. I slightly disagree because I still like Seattle, but they're definitely up there, and they're playing the best right now because Seattle's wonder, been torched. I wonder if he's uh, if my boy Jimmy T is is. Rooting more for the Jags or the Bucks? I wonder. He should be rooting more for the for the book uh, the Jags right now because the Bucks looked like they were gonna do something, but they kind of looked like they might they're not okay. be ready. Yet. They're not like yeah, they're okay. I mean, they gave the Patriots a run, but I don't think the Patriots are the Patriots anymore. I think the Patriots don't need to be the Patriots until it's time to be the Patriots. I okay. think there's, they're going to make enough. the playoffs, and they're going to do what they do. And I think Kansas City might smash them again. Oh, but listen, Kansas City. See, that's the thing. If we're going to talk about dominance, like I felt the minute that Andy Reid got there, it was going to take him three to four years and that team was going to be something else because 
what did he do with the Eagles? They weren't supposed to ever be as good as they were back then. They never. Right. Freddie no. Mitchell. Andy Reid is a good coach. Freddie Mitchell. Do you remember those days? Yeah. Before so, the yeah, receivers were terrible. And they were going to the NFC Championship every year. And it's like, once he got went to KC, went to the Bowl, yeah. yeah, once he went to KC, I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> they about to be nasty. And then took a couple years, but he did a lot with Jamal Charles. He did a lot with these other guys. And now they got they got a team. And when Eric Berry went down, I thought it was I thought that was going to be. It. Like, like it, and look, no, they, someone else came and did their thing. Some some quality teams. They beat the Eagles. Yep. They beat the Patriots. I just want to see what they're gonna do with Denver. I think that's gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, it will. Jimmy, it will. Jimmy T, you can't straddle the fence, my man. You can't straddle. You can't love them both the same. You can't do it unless you believe in polygamy, and I and I don't think Teresa's going for that. You need to pick one, man. You, you need guys, to pick one. You guys are doing the most. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but 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 real talk though. I'm I'm a little salty right now with, with fantasy football since we are talking about the Chiefs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I traded Alex Smith for Dalvin Cook, which at the time I thought it was a great move. Mm-hmm. And now look, Alex Smith is looking like a damn MVP, and Dalvin, and Dalvin Cook is done for the year. Yeah. Damn it, EJ, I hate you right now. <laughs> I played myself. I should have traded Dalvin Cook when all you fools were trying to trade for him, but you know what? It's you live good. and you learn. You live and you learn, man. I hate fantasy football. It sucks. Moving on. I, I wouldn't agree with that. But, you know, well, you okay. know I'm just another, kidding. Guys, another surprise, man. The Jets are three and two, guys. What the f- They're still trash. <laughs> they're still trash. <laughs> they're still trash, but three and two. I think they're going to be six and ten by the end of it. That's crazy, though, still. We didn't give them four games. I can, oh, yeah. You did not give them four games. They're they, overachieving. Wait, first of all. So who's saying they're gonna win more than four games? I think they're gonna win six. First off, they they didn't they I don't even want to bring it up. Never mind. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't like to kick don't. somebody when they're down. Look, we just we just we just witnessed the problem. The problem was we got our damn offensive line coach, Norton Coke, and offensive line is horrible. Hold on, so, hold on. You know. let's let's even go there for like two seconds though. Like let's 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 dive a little deeper into that. Do we think that that's an isolated incident, or do we think the NFL has a larger problem that just hasn't been exposed yet? Do we think other offensive linemen, or not offensive linemen, offensive coaches? Because I don't, I don't think they get uh, drug tested like the players. I mean, yeah. Do we think there are other cokeheads? Because you know, you know what's crazy? The special teams coach. I, I really think every special teams coach is on drugs. Do you see how amped these guys are? Like <laughs> when they get a block punt. Yeah, you they, can't tell me that ain't they're, cocaine. They're lit. <laughs> like I mean, uh, like no. David Johnson, <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. Right? Come on, man. Yeah, you tell know, me. and it, he he was one of the highest paid assistant coaches. Yeah, cocaine is a rich man drug. <laughs> it is. It is. I, but you know what? You know what? I'm I'm actually oh, surprised no, white about white powder. I'm sorry. I don't, I, what yeah, what what yeah. you know? I actually I actually have to to give you know Chris some apologies. Oh, whoa! I mean, you know, yes, first time, first what, time what, for everything. Yeah, what, what is, what's, what's going on? What's the you know, when when we did what's our predictions, <laughs> you know, I kind of went in on Philadelphia. I think I said they probably weren't going to win more than like four games, and they've already. Won right I mean, now. damn! I don't know what. Did with Carson Wentz, <laughs> you know that right in the face with it. that that uh, that team over there. I mean, they look in, they looking real solid now. 
Will it amount to anything? Yeah, who knows? Probably, who knows? Probably not. However, they look you know, solid though, Chris. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They're not. They're not. They're not being Green Bay and NFC. But hold on. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. They don't look like. They don't look like the Jets though. You see the Jets are no, three no, and two, no, 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 no. and we know that's a fluke. Philadelphia doesn't look like a fluke. No, it, it looks look, like it a look legit strong. four and one. It looks strong. It looks strong. And, and, and Carson Wentz looks strong, especially especially against the Blitz. He's yeah. you know that's one of the things I got to give him credit for. He stands firm, and yeah. I'm blown away by it because like any normal person would be like, oh my god, I'm about to get <laughs> killed. Like, but he's like, fine, it's crazy. Yeah, whatever. You but know, yeah, but I think I think Green Bay I think Green Bay after what I saw they did to the Cowboys and just yeah. nerves of steel. I mean, how many injured injured people do they have on their team? Because I think they have like five or six key injuries on their team, and they're playing like this. That's, that's not fair. Let me let me that's just let me just say this for the record once again. Aaron Rodgers is the most gifted quarterback to ever grace the face of the planet. Dang. I just I'm Jason, not saying he's the greatest Jason's of all. Listen, 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 Linda. Listen. <laughs> My point is, it's not about him being the greatest cuz then you have to include team accolades and accomplishments. But if you watch Aaron Rodgers throw the football, there has never been anybody like him. And when you look at his touchdown to interception ratio it's with nasty. the receivers that he has that would not be half of what they were or are with someone else, it's it's just a beautiful thing to watch. And it's, it's just a great thing to go through So you don't Brett Favre wait, hold on. to to Aaron Rodgers. You, you like don't my you whole don't think life we've always had You don't think Jordy Nelson or Randall Kyle will be good on another team with another quarterback? Let me say this to you. Let me give you a stat. Over the last, I think, two seasons, Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson lead the league in touchdown receptions. You put either of them on another team. That doesn't happen. That absolutely doesn't happen. That definitely. I was about to bring up. You brought up two names. I was like, Devontae Adams. <laughs> I, was like, I was about to say it, but then yeah. you said it. I'm, yeah, I mean, they, they're good. I'm not taking that away from them, but I'm, I'm, they're not all pro good. They're not julio jones numbers like in jordy nelson's numbers is all is always in that category let's just do a quick history jordy, jordy nelson is not julio jones antonio brown Odell no, Beckham, aj green Jazz Bryant. he's it, not in that category people but his numbers look better sometimes than some of their numbers yeah sometimes right, right right let's do a quick history lesson though like don't you think don't you think aaron Rodgers would love to have a donald driver right now the way donald driver used to bail out brett Favre? Donald Driver used to bet like the worst throws, <laughs> and this dude would somehow like fly in the air and yeah. get crushed and, and and hold on to the Donald Driver used to bail that man out. Yeah. Who's the bailout guy for Aaron Rodgers right now? Jordy Nelson. Jordy is the Nelson closest, yeah, is the closest that's probably to it. it. Is the closest to so you got to look at it like he doesn't really have a lot of people that's like making him look good. He's making them look good. Like, did you see, did you see the, 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 I think was it over the left shoulder? No, it was a, over the right shoulder touchdown and he threw to Devontae Adams, like where he had to readjust, but it was like, it, he was the only person that could catch it. The guy was right there. The guy was right there. I was like, why would you even throw that? But it's Aaron. So of course. So hold, let me, let me give you something else with, with Aaron. And, and you could attest to this because it went to your former team, which I'm very sorry about because I was trying to like them because I like uh, Landry and I like Ajayi. And I like Devontae Parker, too. What happened to Greg Jennings mm. when he went to the Dolphins? Nothing. 
you know Greg Jennings was like a three-time Pro Bowler in Green Bay. I know. So I know. like, but you know what? In, in, <laughs> he went to the he in, went to the Vikings. But you know what? But you know, terrible. But in defense to that, when he came to the Dolphins, I mean, Tannehill was still trying to find his way as a quarterback. Okay, you Minnesota know, then. Okay. Greg Jennings. Well, but then again, when he went to Minnesota with James had, Jones, when James Jones went to uh, Oakland, James Jones had 14 touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. That's true. So I, I didn't even think he was that we, good. We can go down the list. Every time somebody leaves the Green Bay Packer organization that was a good receiver and goes somewhere else, they're shelling themselves in a year. It's not even like, oh, three years later. Like the next year, whatever team they're on, it's like, well, damn. Are you even a starter now? Like, you know you know what sucks, though, because you just brought up Jarvis Landry. I kind of feel bad for him because he's in a contract year, and he's got the worst quarterback trying to throw the ball, and it's going to ruin him trying to get a big payday, I think. Because his, number, his numbers are not going to be anywhere close to what they've been for the last three years. And let me tell you something about, again, Listeners, I know you're going to hate this word again. Let me tell you something about white privilege. Jay Cutler is the epitome of white privilege. Like, all that talent. Like, Jay Cutler has, like, amazing, amazing arm strength. Like, I'm really giving him the best possible compliment I can give him. But why is he so trash? And why does he continue to get? He's in the Kevin Love why, category. Why does he continue oh, no, to get opportunities? Don't do Kevin Love Come like on, that. That's don't so do disrespectful. The man said. The man said, "Why do I need to work on my cardio? I play QB." Kevin Love need to work on his cardio. Kevin Love is just fine. Listen, do you see how hard Kevin? Let, let me let me give you the difference between the two. Kevin Love has nothing about him exceptional in terms of his athletic ability. Nothing. He works hard for every goddamn rebound because he understands the game and he works hard. There is nothing about Jay Cutler like that. Jay Cutler was given talent that he has not lived up to. Bro, I'm never going to forget that Wildcat play. He literally just <laughs> like, stood still like a statue. He, he's he, and, and it's funny because you brought up Landry. That's a good point, man. Like, What about that, OBJ now? They've been talking about that too. He's in his fourth year too. Like, yeah, but, now he, what? but he also took out a hundred million dollar insurance policy on himself. So regardless of what happens, he gonna get paid. Well, no, I'm not even talking about the injury. I'm just talking about do you think the Giants are gonna? Of course, the Giants. The Giants. Or do you even think he wants to stay with the Giants? Well, see now that now that's gonna be the kicker there because funny enough, I feel like. Or have they picked up his option? Or do they have a fifth player option? I don't think option. they have one. I think they're both. They're both. I think they're both going up for um, contracts, yeah. But I feel like just like Wade and LeBron want to play together, I think it's going to be the same with Landry and OBJ. That was nice. I don't know at what point in time, but you got to remember, they both played together at LSU. Oh, yeah, and they both were nice at LSU. And and they're both, like, close still. And I, I think they would take that opportunity, but at the same time, they, they both want to be paid. Yeah, where would they go though? Does it? Oh, work, I don't know. Does it work the same in football though? Well, you see that it, hard it, cap. It it doesn't to the sense that you know you can contract, only have like two or three super max players on a basketball team. Like, well, but in football you have such a large salary cap, but then you have a big. If you have let's say forty million dollars allocated to your receiver position, like where are you going to pay? But how much does it influence the game 
as opposed to in basketball. Like, you know, having LeBron and Wade on the same team influences the game tremendously because of their chemistry, so on and so forth. But, you know, having two stud receivers that played with each other in college again on the same team doesn't necessarily they don't they don't impact like without the quarterback. The, the situation would have to be ideal. They had a quarterback in LSU that was good enough to make that thing work. But if they have a trash quarterback, they come play for the Dolphins, they still going to have problems. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, there's nothing. Well, I don't think Jason was necessarily dead. talking about impact. He was just saying it's something that can As happen. a friendship, right. like, man, I just want to be with my homie. I mean, OBJ's oh, that type of guy. No, no, I'm not saying he's not that type of guy. He's that type of guy. He's that type of guy. I think it's not outside. He's a millennial. He's like a real millennial, you know? <laughs> Are we fake millennials? No, nah, we definitely are. Come on, bro. We're like old soul. We listen to old, like, you know, we're like fake. We're super fake millennials. Like, he's like a real, like, like that. He's a part of that culture. He's dabbing all of you know, He's a part of that. He's a little Uzi Vert type dude. You know, that's yeah, him. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's him. And so, you know, he, he, you know, I want to be my friends. Like, that's him. He'll do that. Yeah, I'm good. I want millions of dollars to play my against friends. Mine. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to compete. So I don't know, man. When I'm looking at the, le- the, the league, it's like, you know, I get it. I get why people are like, dang, man, it's super political right now, blah, blah, blah. You, you, you're, you, it's so political that you're failing to realize that the football season is really freaking awesome right now. Like, it's good. But, but, shout out to that though. Even though the San Francisco 49ers are 0 5, <laughs> you know, even though, yeah. <laughs> uh, expected though. This oh, is an expected yeah, 0 5. Yeah, yeah. This is an expected 0 5. You know, at least they're taking a stance. You know, Brian, Brian Horry was expected to, to do great things there. I don't know. Was that dripped with sarcasm? I, I thought he was going to do fairly okay. You know, with the, those receivers that, you know, Colin threw 16 touchdowns to. I don't know where he is right now. But, you know. No, you understand, you know, he just can't play. So, yeah, yeah. you know, he had, they had to put anybody. They could have put your mom there. You understand? And they would have won like five games. Yeah, possibly. well, you know, because Colin was just that bad. You know, you can't we'll, get a we'll, job. We'll see. We'll see. But I don't know, Brian man. does. You know, <laughs> it's funny because, yes, it's like, with everything going on with the league and you see how they're playing and so on and so forth, I'm sure, I'm sure this whole thing has some kind of impact on the performance of some of these teams. I, oh, I, definitely. I, you know, I, and, and, and rightfully so, you know, and rightfully so because I, at least they're standing up for something, you know? But now I'm starting to think like, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, with all this stuff happening, where are some of these guys going to end up? Like, where are some of these teams like, like, like the Seahawks? What's the move? Well, I think the Seahawks' problem isn't um, the outside noise. I think the Seahawks' problem is the same problem that the Giants have. They just the, the Seahawks just have a lot more chemistry. The Seahawks don't have an offensive line or a running game. Might need to check the coach. You think it's Pete Carroll? I think Pete Carroll's a pretty damn. No, I'm coach. talking about the O line coach. Oh, <laughs> see if he's on they, that. They, they might be on that powder. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny because like. All year, the criticism has been big time on the O-line for the Dolphins. And for this to come out is just hilarious. It's like, damn, like, like no wonder you guys can't, you know, stop the blitz. You guys are on you – the, 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 yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the guy was calling plays on coke. Like, yeah. that's amazing. The guy that's calling the protection, don't protect his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a that's naked savage. nose. That's savage. But, yeah, Booga man, boy. so – <laughs> nah, man. I mean, for real. Like, I now that we see a little bit of the teams or whatever, what do we think? Do we think? Um, do we think? Obviously, 
the Eagles are coming out of the NFC East now, right? Can we say that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're coming out of the NFC East. That's going to be... Almost positive. (laughs) I mean, don't count Dallas out now. They gave Green Bay a nice run, but don't count Dallas out. I I like Dallas. I like their, their fortitude right now. They're playing with pride. They're not losing games like how they used to in terms of Tony Romo, last second, interception, uh-huh. bobbled snaps, bad decisions. That's not how they're losing games. They're fighting, um, and, you know, the other team just end up with the football last, and sometimes you just lose games like that. And yeah. it's happened with Green Bay like the last three times, so it's so going to be pretty heartbreaking. So I just want to say this before you jump in. If the Cowboys are America's team, the Green Bay Packers are America's heartbreakers. Okay. All right, but real quick, um, Jimmy T just, you know, brought it to my attention that OBJ has one more year left on his contract. Okay. So he's set to make like a little over about eight and a half mil next year. So after that, so I think he was looking for the, the extension now. So gotcha. he still got one more year under contract. Thank you for that, my brother. Oh, the Seahawks are on top of their division. Because they're in the, the division. The, the division is like Kevin Love. The Rams care. Stop I like, it. I like the Rams, though. I like the Rams' they're, potential. They're better than I thought. Yeah, I like the Rams' potential. The Rams and the Jags might, in the next two years, are going to be nice. Like, really but that's, nice. that's if they How can about, keep wait, the players. Wait, so, so wait, the Bills are at the top of the NFC, I mean, the AFC East? Yeah, man. Excuse the Bills, what is it, the is Bills, it, the Patriots, the, Twilight Zone? the Jets, and the Dolphins? <laughs> But they all have, like, the same record, though. Yeah, I mean, you know. The Dolphins are winning the division. Except for the. Hey, you still got time. The Dolphins are winning the division. Oh. The the Dolphins are are only a game back because they played one less game. The Dolphins still could win the division. Hey, they're not your team no more, so stop defending that shit. Even though, I was going to say, even though I'm not watching them anymore. Stop defending that shit, bro. If you still think think the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl, you're just. Wait, 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 wait. wait, You need to get the Dolphins away. I never said the Dolphins were going to the Super Bowl. I said they were winning the division. Yeah. My Super Bowl prediction was Pittsburgh and Seattle. Fair enough, he did say that. He did say that. Exactly. All right, so if you think Damn. the Dolphins are still winning the got them, got them Kevin Love years over there. <laughs> Kevin Love. Trash years. Yo, man, Kevin Love's going to sue the show, man, with all this trash he's talking about. Like me. Yeah. That might be some defamation. defamation. <laughs> man. Hey, if the president could do it, so can I. I know, right? I'm just aspiring to be like him. Really? Me too. Me too. Isn't I wanna... that what this country is supposed to be about? Exactly. Like, the people in power positions, in, in, in places of influence, like, people that are not there should look up and say, hey... I want to be like that guy. I'm so glad you brought that up. That leads us to our, our <laughs> one of our other topics, which is uh, the impressive publicity stunt that was taking place. That took By place. his second in command. It's phenomenal. Isn't it great that you travel all the way to a game knowing that you're going to leave? That was inter- interesting. So you went to go see the 49ers, the team that has the most people protesting about that, play the Colts and then leave because they protested, even though you knew they were going to protest in the first place, since they do it the most? Yeah, it's almost like going to a strip club and being, like, offended when you see titties. Isn't that crazy? Like, like wait oh, minute, my. Wait. Oh, oh, wait, oh, I cannot believe this. 
I cannot believe this. But see, unfortunately, though, you it sounds played yourself. Yeah, it sounds funny as a joke when we talk about it, but it doesn't sound funny when you look at the fact that right now in the situation with Puerto Rico, as dire as it is, when our president went out there and said that Puerto Rico was causing problems with our economy, was was, was costing was, us money, costing us too much money. When this particular trip was well over three hundred thousand dollars in taxpayer money, that was it was it was two forty two. It was, was two hundred forty two thousand five hundred bucks. That's nice. A half a million dollars for this man to do a no, quarter a quarter of a million. Oh, I'm sorry. Appreciate yeah. that. My math was off. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Can't, you know, it is what it that is. That Kevin Love math. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's no, see, Dolphin starter kit right there. So, so with that, with that being said, though, the statement that was made was was that you know oh you know I could not stand for the disrespect of the flag and to so dignify yeah anyone <laughs> and, and what blows my mind is when he says that I'm like wait but you but but wait didn't didn't Trump trash John McCain for being a POW yeah, he trashed yeah. the gold star. Didn't, yeah, didn't he also trash, you know, what's that, Khan or whatever that kid, the the, the family, like, the yeah, gold star family, like, didn't he, like, wait. So now, all of a sudden, you don't like it when somebody disrespects the military or the armed forces or, or America? It's today? Now? Hmm. See, the thing is, in the attempt to change the narrative, they're only empowering the base of, of the protest. Because when we see this, it just makes us feel like, wow, like, we're about to go to war in North Korea. Puerto Rico's out here. People are dying by the by the numbers. Mm-hmm. And but you have people still defending this too, by the way. Oh, I know. And I know. That's the that to me is the saddest part. Donald Trump has already showed his true colors. Mike Pence, I already knew who he was and what he was when he became the VP. What is interesting to me and to a lot of people is the fact that there are people still going out of their way to defend this. Not that, you know, the presidential post should have some upstanding, dignified response or some decorum to some degree. But the fact that, you know, Twitter has allowed him to cut through the fake news. That's that that's the defense now. Like, you know, you you shouldn't act as if you're an adult, let alone presidential. Like that should be like two levels. Like, okay, you're a child. One level. That's how you act. Mm -hmm. You're an adult. You know, you should. Let some stuff ride. <laughs> but if you're the goddamn president of the United States, you just have to show some restraint. Yeah, not everything can't phase you. It's not. It's just not meant he to be. He's too emotional. He's he too emotional to be in a position like that. Too emotional and too unstable. And yeah, man. That's to, the, cha- to, change the ta- to try to change the tax, re- to reform some kind of tax rule... To penalize the NFL for the protests. But let's get back to what you posted the other day. Like, I'm I'm really disappointed at Congress or the, the or the Senate. Why is nobody pushing um, this influential thing he's doing in terms of trying to get people suspended or fired? That is against public policy. Correct. Because he's a bully. No, and, but what I'm saying is but, no. why 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 hasn't a, a congressman or a senator just stepped up and said? You at a public post cannot affect private enterprise in a way in which someone is being influenced or intimidating into firing someone else. Like, you cannot do that. That is against the law. You're such a law and order guy. You're such a patriot. That's supposed to be a lawful mentality. Why isn't anybody challenging him on that? That's very disappointing well, because, from a political standpoint. Because Trump standpoint. is malicious and he's and he's gonna go after you, and people aren't gonna risk their jobs for Black Lives. It's very simple. That's all. And there are people that are trying, 
But there, you know, but, but as soon as you the voice have him there, though, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's he's dead to rights. Like he's he's going as far now to talk about tax law to intimidate now the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 there. like you have him like it's almost there. like it's it's. But but Chris just hit hit it on the head. I mean, they're not willing to risk their political career for black lives. Yeah, if it was something different, maybe, but not this, not this. Not so happen. if there was some guy, let's say some white guy on Fox speaking out against Trump, and Trump didn't like it, and he was telling Rupert Murdoch, "Hey, buddy, he needs he, to go. He needs to go." You're telling me Congress would act? Is that what you guys are saying? Dang. I don't know. It depends on the white guy. Maybe white girl. <laughs> Maybe white girl. Yeah, Jason, what you're looking at right now, they're trying to um, arrest DeAndre Harris, and they're trying to say that he was involved in hitting yeah, the white supremacists. Clearly, right those are white people in the video. They're too. white people. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Listen, those I, those I, guys I had a post. Antifa. Yeah, I had a post. I had a post, um, and it was a big deal. And 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 this guy was so going just back to bring forth. the listeners up to speed. Uh, to our left at the station, we are looking at CNN, and they're showing the video of a fight or a scuffle between um, Antifa and some white supremacists. You know, the Nazis or the Confederates in Charlottesville. Yeah. And they're trying to say that DeAndre Harris, a guy that got brutally beaten up, now needs to be arrested because he's the one in this circled photo that hit an old white guy in the head. And it's obviously a white person. Yeah. It's it's I don't even understand. But, like, but, but the thing is, I don't know why CNN is so late for this, because they've already found out that there was there was ties to a magistrate when they went to the Charlottesville police to try to get this done. They denied them because they already have the evidence that it wasn't DeAndre. They went to uh, uh, some of the, I guess, neo-Nazi people or whatever had a private magistrate or, some, or like one of those small towns had a magistrate create that warrant uh, with no evidence, with no with no uh, uh, investigation whatsoever. Wow. And so people don't understand like that's that's an example of institutional racism that people don't understand that like like. That's something that white people got that black people don't have. Like I don't have just random judges in my freaking family or people like 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 that mm-hmm. I know that are in the mm-hmm. in the court that I could just call up when I get in Be like, fucking Yo, trouble. Be like, yo, I'm upset right now. You know, yeah. this guy. Let's go take care of this. I don't have that. I don't have my my. You know, I don't play my my dad doesn't play golf with the freaking sheriff. You understand? Like it's just it's not the way it goes for us. It's not the way it goes for us. So it it doesn't work that way. And in 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 other circles it does. So whatever. I don't even want to talk about that. But all I'm saying is, is that we, you know, with the president doing what they did, with the publicity stuff that they did, it's like when you look at this, it's like, damn, man, like, like never in my life have I seen this be like such a big thing where sports figures because the NBA, they're going hard. They lock in arms. The NBA, the- the NBA, they have to stand. They have to stand. It's a rule. That's actually been a rule. In the NBA, that they have to stand for that because they do it in the middle. It's a, it's like a whole ceremony. Like they do it in the middle of the the court. We all know it. It's even in the video games. Like, so they have to stand, but now they lock arms and they do all that, and, and they're very vocal about yeah. About you, how they but feel that's about but you know the, the time it happened in the league, they talked to the guy. He was a Muslim guy. Um, his name was Chris Jackson. Then he mm-hmm. became Chris uh, Sharif Abdul. No, Raheem. Yeah, you got it. Raheem, whatever his name. Raheem. Was. Raheem. Yeah. Um, and Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. That was his name. I'm sorry. And he used to do it in the um, in the tunnel or the locker room. Then he yeah. came out and he would just have his hands by his face and he would pray. Yeah. So that was the resolution that they came to. That was his form of protest. So it has some precedence in the NBA. 
And so I just think it'll be interesting to see if anybody would take that, you know, mantle up. And well, I mean, maybe, the, NBA, the NBA is extremely vocal about this, though. They're yeah. not like pulling any punches when it comes to this. And, you know, I, you know, silver and all somebody of, in hockey. Yes. Yes. And in baseball. Tampa Bay Lightning game versus uh, the yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Put up the, the and he's received death threats. Death threats now. And he's just already putting and, up the, yeah, the he, black power. He, he put the fist up, and he's already received death threats. And people say there's no oppression and no racism. No, I mean, not only that. I mean, the, didn't the president call like was it like 13 Canadians patriots the other day when they went to the White House for the <laughs> Penguins? Like, you know, the real true American patriots. Like, they're they're freaking Canadian. Mm-hmm. Not even Canadian. They were Canadian, Russian. <laughs> you know, like all kinds of countries. And it's like, dude, you're so you're such an idiot. Like, you're you're proving the point here. Here, they don't even have to be American, and you're. You consider them more patriots than black Americans. Why? Because they fit your they fit your archetype. They fit what you need them to fit. Yeah. And, it, and, and, you know, people love to negate this. Um, you know, this show is called Everybody Has an Opinion. And, and, and Brandon always eloquently play, puts this how, you know, you're always entitled to your opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And it's amazing to me just when you have discussions with people, I think nothing gets under my skin more than the. The sensible racist guy. And what do I mean by this? This is the guy who, when they talk to you, they talk with such a condescending undertone, like, like, well, you know, actually, such and such and such, they start fucking hitting, sorry, they start <laughs> saying all kinds of stupid stuff, like, that they think makes so much sense, but then when you break it down, it's like, oh, yeah, you want to talk about statistics, you want to talk about this, you want to talk about that, forget it for a second. Let's just talk about sports. We're talking about, this is a sports show, let's just talk about sports. In the last 50 years, we've seen a transference of where things like Jack, Jackie Robinson and, and what people had to go through, to now we see how you know African Americans dominate any pretty much contact sport, except for hockey, because right. we're not on the ice but I mean, okay, to me, when you look at it, any sport that requires a sense of elitism, obviously you're not going to see a tremendous amount of black presence. It takes a tremendous amount. You need equipment. You need a lot of equipment for, for hockey. You need a lot. You need the ice rink. You need the Zambonis. You, it's a lot more than just grass and, and, and a football for football and then some pads. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's different. It's different. And the, the amount of pads is different. You know, it, 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 it's like people don't understand, like, for a high school to have a hockey team, that's a big – it's not normal. It's not a – it's an extracurricular thing. So yes, let's take that out a, of it's it. A, it's a large undertaking. Golf. Golf is not something that just – you know, it's expensive. It's expensive. So socioeconomically, it's difficult. But, you know, you saw what happened when, you, you know, a, a black father – Put some time into it and made sure his kid could play golf. You saw what happened there. He freaking became. Same in tennis too, which yeah. is, was relatively expensive. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so any of the elitist sports, of course, you're going to see, but that's what they, that's, that's the safe haven. And that's where you kind of need to look to kind of see what's really good, like what people really think, because they're not in, in basketball. You already know you a minority here. You, you know, white boy? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm gotta, saying? You got to kind of keep it down a little bit. You know? You know, you can't really get too Yeah, proud. what you going to do? You going to get hype? <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a different ball game there. Football, too, to some degree. I mean, they still try to protect the quarterback position, but, you know, because it blows my mind. I've never seen a white quarterback who was phenomenal, except for Tim Tebow, that, that they, they throw in there, hey, yo, you should be a tight end or you should be a receiver. Whereas <laughs> I've seen all these phenomenal, like, they talking Lamar Jackson should be a receiver. Excuse me. That's not what he plays. <laughs> Yeah. You see what he plays. You see what he does on the football field. Right. So it's like we still see it now to a certain extent, 
And shout it, out to Warren Moon though. Right? These the guys that actually went through it. Yeah, shout guys out to actually Warren went Moon, through it. Can cause... you imagine being that, being a baller like that? And then when you get off the field, people still calling you nigga. You gotta go. You gotta go to Canada. Warren Moon had to go to Canada for six years, bro. That's crazy. And still came to the NFL and became a Hall of Famer, starting his career like he was Chris Winkie. You know Chris Winkie from Florida State that didn't start playing quarterback till he's like 27. Like wow, in college, that. yeah, bro. That's what Warren Moon literally had to do, and he won like a Rose Bowl in like '79 and was wow. dope at Washington. And wow. he had to go to Canada for six years. And people to this day, every I think when he was in the league, he only didn't win one championship. And to this day, and and I hate to say this because he was a great player, people still give Doug Flutie way more credit. In the Canadian Football League, than somebody that won five out of six championships, and I think Doug Flutie only won two in like ten years. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Fun fact. <laughs> Not crazy. Really, I mean, but that's that's see but it, it, the Lamar Jackson thing just made me think about it. Like how many times? Like the crazy thing about it is I, that's where our resilience kicks in, and and I don't know if it's genetic or if it's engineered, socio economic, and not economically. I mean, just from the environment itself. Mm. Like if. For us to be resilient and just have to diversify and be different and try and figure out where we fit in. But could you imagine Terrell Pryor? Like, if they just allowed him, probably would they give him the chances that they give somebody like a a, a McCown, right, or a Fitzpatrick, right? That much leeway. Uh, a Mike Glennon, like he was. Mike Glennon wasn't much in Tampa Bay. Why did he get the chance in Chicago? Like, why couldn't Terrell Pryor get those opportunities? You had to turn him into a wide receiver. Why? Yeah. Mike Glennon wasn't better than um, Terrell Pryor in, in uh, college. Terrell Pryor was a stud at that's OSU. A, that's a really good point. I'm, ta- I'm talking to Braxton Miller, same college, yeah. stud quarterback. It's a wide receiver now for the Texans, like a third or fourth guy. You know, we always have to acquiesce or, or change what we want to do and modify for. Sometimes, sometimes we get in trouble, though. Like when you look at like Marcus Vick or, or you look at some of these guys who were studs, like, you know, or, or sometimes it's just weird. Like I always thought Pat White was going to be something, but. I just think he was too frail in terms of his, yeah. uh, his, his size. Pat and White to me, and, and Marcus Vick to me wasn't that good. At Virginia Tech, he, he, he was he was nothing compared to his you brother. You can't brother, do but, that to him though. That's but he was he was good better than other people. He was he, he, yeah, was, he, was, he was decent. He was he was nowhere I, I near. I don't want to compare. I don't, I don't, I don't, him I don't think I don't think he was good enough to he be an Terrell NFL. Pryor. He, he wasn't, wasn't he wasn't good Bryce enough to be an NFL quarterback. Dang. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't think fair he was. Enough, fair enough. I mean, it is. You're right. Out of there's so but, many but, quarterbacks. But I can but still, but I can, but I can say that about Mike Lennon too. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the difference in Marcus Vick and Mike Lennon. I don't personally like what has, and I think they went to the, I think Mike Lennon came from fucking Virginia Tech. Who was mistaken. the guy, who was the guy that was at UM, uh, three years ago? Or, Kaya. Yeah. What about him? He's, he's been dropped. He was at uh, Detroit. He was at Detroit and then they, they let him go. That was it. Nothing. Well, why is that? Are they just, are they bad? We, this is what we need to do. I don't know. And we probably need to have a player come up here. I think we really need to talk about. The absence of the black backup quarterback or longevity after you're no longer a star. Like Donovan McNabb could have been a backup for five more years. Yeah. In this league, yeah. if if you have people like, um, Geno Smith, Mark Sanchez, 
as backups. You telling me that a Donovan McNabb at 35 isn't better than a 21-year-old Mark Sanchez? I don't care what age Mark Sanchez is. He's (laughs) never better than Donovan Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Like, the 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 backup position, the chances, and this goes back to the institutional situation. You just don't get that many opportunities, even in the sport you dominate. Yeah. And when it's time to say, "Hey, look, we need you to do something else, boy. Buck up, fly right, do what we tell you to do." Yeah. Change your position. Yeah, because you know, what I mean, that's that's the one position they want to hold true to. Oh, because it used to be middle linebacker, but the game got too fast. And oh, then, yeah. and then, you oh, know, yeah. because I think it was Bob Lanier with the Kansas City Chiefs that kind of, a Willie Lanier, what they called him Bob, I think. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, that came, became like the first prominent middle linebacker because you had the, the Ray Nitschkes, the Dick Buckuses. Buckus, yeah. Yeah, so it, that was a, a, cause you had to call the plays on defense. And yep. remember, their argument always is, we're not intelligent. We're not intelligent. That's right. We're not, that so was- you can't play those positions. And even to this day, there's still arguments about Serena Williams's intelligence on a tennis court. She's only fast. She's only big. She just hits the ball hard. Like it takes skill to be able to manage power. Even in that, like, imagine somebody like Cam Newton who can probably throw a football 80 yards. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't have any touch, what difference would it make if he could throw the football that far? I know right. some people right now in the hood can throw the ball 80 yards. Just yeah. <clears throat> But he can't be a professional quarterback. Correct. So when we talk about us not being intelligent, it goes to the dehumanization. Mm-hmm. It goes to the marginalization. It goes to all these things that we're fighting in this oppressive system. And it, it, it always shows its face somehow, but it's just become so clever and covert that we have to kind of dig a little deeper to find the true meaning. So, I mean, we've gone off from backup quarterback to week five to Mike Pence. Sports has been talked yeah, but we can't not talk about this, and, and, and I think that's one of the things too. With, with even with our podcast, we come to this dilemma where, like, yeah, all right, sure, well, we could talk numbers. I could talk about the forty points Steph Curry put up against Timberwolves in a preseason game, but who cares? Yeah, no, I don't no. give a shit. Do we, you? Could, we could talk about the one for thirteen Kevin Trash Love went last night against the Bulls. I think I, but he, I don't care about that. You I know think what he mean? has an infatuation with Kevin. Yeah, Love, I know, right? You want me to give you his number or something? <laughs> like, all right, we can figure we, this out. No, this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know the true. The true sign of a fan is gear. We need to get him a jersey. We gotta get you a jersey. Do it. <laughs> I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> oh man, That's Jay, I didn't know savage. you. I didn't know you was in that world. That's yeah. that delusional world. Yeah, like, you're burning you, jerseys. You don't, bro, you don't buy stuff. People put pay money for it. Like, yeah. and I never got that. Like, I, I really kind of had an easy E mentality. Like, you know, when they was uh, stomping on their records and breaking yeah, their records, yeah. easy E said, "I don't give a damn. They paid for, pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. are we gifted? Oh. Fair enough. But we got to talk about it. And it's like, you know, we can sit here and talk about, you know, you know, I don't know, field goal percentages and, 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 and you know, yeah. touchdown and interception ratios. And Do you think this is going to have an impact on our society at large in five years? Like when we talk about the end of this year and what Colin Kaepernick started, wherever that may go, will that have any substantial? Let's not even say substantial. Some impact on the way society perceives the the racial divide in this country well no. would there have any would there be any steps taken towards fixing the actual problems nope nope zip zilch Thanks, so you're, you're a nada i i think that right now 
I think that right now. Because I think that's the real conversation we should be having. Yeah, I think right now because it's so obvious, and I'm thankful that the the professional athletes are using their platform because every time they do this, millions of people see it. When we do this podcast, whoever hears it hears it, but millions of people see it when they do it. So thank you for thank you for taking that that risk. You know, the chance to you know, because for me, if I had a million dollars on the line, if I had such and such, it, you know, I'd have to think about it. You guys are doing it, and so right. shout out to you guys. And and when we look at it, yeah, I, I really do think. You know, we're in a different age now. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas think about it. All for example, Columbus Day just passed. And now we know so much about Columbus because of the internet, because of research people have done. You know they're still trying to spin that like like how they tried to spin with the statues. Like, <laughs> oh God. Okay. So I I wanna be long winded with it. But you know what they saying with the statues, we're trying to eliminate um white it, heritage. Yeah. You know. And it's always seemed like when you talk about eliminating white heritage, it's not a matter of like, let's talk about when you guys built airplanes or what, you know, the Wright brothers did. Like some real, you know, yeah. something innovative or revolutionary that helped right. mankind yeah, you know, yeah, to some yeah. degree. So now they're saying with Columbus Day, we're trying to like erase all of Western civilization because that's pretty much when the way we live now began. Yeah. And I think it's just so interesting that every time we talk about erasing white heritage, it comes with a stain. Like the Confederate um, Army is a stain in American society. When you really know the history of Christopher Columbus, it's a stain on the entire uh, North American continent. You know what blows my mind? So people are actually upset that people are actually saying it should be Indigenous Peoples Day because Christopher Columbus, Robert E. Lee is a part of... An ongoing white established white supremacist mindset that these are our figures and these are the things that have us where we are today. And, yeah, first and, off, he didn't find the United States. Exactly. So I don't even one. understand. And but, I, but I think again, Tucker Carlson on Fox News said that the left is trying to basically eradicate Western civilization just merely because we want to tell the truth about Christopher Columbus. All we're doing is spell check. It's just been centuries of not spell checking. Y'all been saying y'all been saying bullshit for centuries. But the funny thing about it is when you talk to and this is what, again, being white and elite and having power, it allows you to do this. It allows you to cry wolf. It allows you to say, well, you know what? You're erasing our history. But you have been erasing, avoiding, slandering other people's history the entire time you've been coming to power. Yeah. You've been lying about. Um, inventions, magnifying victories, mm-hmm. um, not giving black and brown and red people credit for the things that they've done in this world. And now you're worried about somebody erasing the erroneous history that you've claimed to have. How goddamn ironic is that? Bro, the guy who wrote Sleepy Hollow is the guy who created the English translation of how Christopher Columbus discovered America. And he changed it up because it wasn't interesting to really say that. Yeah, this guy basically went across the Caribbean and just killed a whole bunch of indigenous people. He didn't, it, it sounds a lot better to just say that, you know, he discovered the, 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 the America and that he showed that the world was round. Even though the world was already round, they knew the world was round because they were selling globes back then. So it's crazy that, you know, we live in this time where it's like, we know this stuff now. It's out there. The truth is out. At the end of the day, 
y'all, for centuries, you were able to use that lie for, as an advantage to somehow show. It's a holiday, bro. Yeah, you know, so, so, okay, so some let people it go. Got off. Some, let people it go. Got, some people got the day off. Bruh, I couldn't even find open restaurants. I tried to go to eat somewhere. I had to go, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And for what? Off of some BS. Off of some <laughs> BS. So we talk about it because it's like, man, listen, I'd love to just come up here and talk, talk about, you know, Jimmy Butler's free throw percentage. You know, that'd be fun. But I, I can't. Got to be who you are in this world. You got to be who you are in this world. So I think we should wrap it up, though. Do you got a fact of the day, my brother? Absolutely. So, like Chris said, before, everybody's entitled to their own set of opinions, but you're not entitled to your own set of facts. And I said earlier, I don't know if you caught it, Jason talked about the highest paid player in the league, wow. which was Russell Westbrook at this point. But did you know? That last year or before the Supermax contracts, do you guys know who the highest paid player in the league was in 2015? Who? Michael Conley Jr. Yeah, I remember that. And today is the day he was born. Fact of the day. That's pretty random. Happy birthday. That's like super duper duper random. Out of all the facts of the day, out of all the facts of the day, that was the most random fact of the day. Shout out to the random fact of the day by Brandon Freeney. Shout (laughs) out to the guy that was the highest played player in the NBA probably for the shortest amount of time. Yeah, I mean that lasted (laughs) probably ten minutes. We so, remember when he got when we found out he got that contract. We all was looking at it. It was almost like you know, and you know the funny thing about it is I think it was less deserved than the Matt Stafford contract. I think Matt Stafford deserves to be the highest paid player before Mike Conley. Jr. I have a question though. Did y'all know? Because I didn't know this. I was talking about Eddie Jones the other day. Because you know we were talking about Eddie Ely. Jones is from Pompano. Yeah, we were talking about Ely. Exactly, we were talking about Ely and stuff. So talking about Eddie Jones and. Um, and Don, to my actually, actually, Don told me this. Don was like, "Yeah, did you know that Eddie Jones? Uh, you know, I mean, he, Al Harris. Too. He got he got eighty million dollars from the Miami Heat. Patrick Peterson. Well, really from the Lakers, but then the, when he got came to the Heat, the contract came over, and, and he was. I was like, eighty million. How did he get that much money back then? He explained to me that back then, before the CBA resolutions, before they did all those those things, that um, that rookies. Used to get big contracts. Like Sam Bradford. So they're the used- last person to get a huge contract in the NFL. No, we're talking about NBA. No, I'm just saying, yeah. but it, it, they started the rookie wage scale because what was happening was the veterans were getting very upset. That, yeah. yeah. That there was a time where Grant Hill and stuff like these rookies was making more than Jordan. Yeah. And so when he broke it down, I was like, yo, so Eddie Jones had got an $80 million. I didn't know that. And so I was like, man, so because when these guys were obviously playing, all we cared about was highlights. We weren't really paying attention to that. So when he broke it down to me, I was like, man, first you just showed your age, bro. And then second, <laughs> and second you kind of like you really schooled me on something because that is a nuance that I never knew. And so now we look at it and we see what these rookies are going through or whatever. And it makes sense now because this, this should have been the way it was from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. But now, but, but, but I guess I wonder what some of those contracts were like back then. I would really, I would really love to look into that mm-hmm. because – some of these guys probably got away with some highway robbery. Sam Bradford got away with highway robbery. No, right? he didn't. He's playing good now, isn't he? He's when hurt. He, he's always hurt. And when he he's got hurt again, he hasn't played in the last three weeks. Jesus. So Every he time looked, he, he so played he for good like against a half. the Saints. You look good against the Saints. And that's it. He and played a half, and they got and it took him out of the game. And um, Zimmer said he wanted to get him out before that, and he just let him keep playing. That sucks. Yeah, like highway. I'm talking about highway robbery. Like Sam Bradford had like a sixty million dollar deal. Wait, wasn't that from the Eagles? Yeah. Who? That deal. No, that, that deal. was St. Louis. No, St. Louis. 
He was. Yeah. He was. But he's been traded for a first round pick twice. Ouch. Well, I mean, no, no, no. He's had two nice contracts because when the Eagles drafted him. The Eagles never drafted him. No, wait. Him. You only get he, drafted once, Jason. What are you talking about? He, when the Eagles but picked no, him up. No, when the Eagles picked him up. It was a trade for a first-round pick. And oh, that's it was right. A trade that's right. for a first-round pick to You're Minnesota, right. too. You're right. Like, Sam Bradford's worth a first-round pick. Like, And this is the thing I'm talking about, like Jay Cutler-like stuff. Like, you see sometimes the way they throw the ball, it looks beautiful. But some something's not clicking here. For their performance, I not mean, to be where it needs to be. Because Oklahoma, he was good. He was amazing at Oklahoma. It, they used to put up wait, like 50 and 60 points a game. But didn't he play? He um, won Heisman and all. Who was his running back that year? It might have been DeMarco Murray. It might have been. And, my, and it, I think that was like right before, right after Adrian Peterson. Where'd yeah, you, it was It was, it was right after Arkansas? AP. Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Him, Arkansas. He's a real humble dude. I met him on South Beach. Yeah, it would have to be right after AP. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, that does it. Uh, <laughs> <listen>. <laughs> well, all right. I feel like I'm about to bust out a Luther song. Know, all right. Listen, I already know. Um, I'm thankful to do this show with you guys. And for those of you guys that are listening to the show, understand everybody has an opinion. And we know that we're coming off strong. I know we sound like, like you know, we should be on the FBI watch list. The type of stuff that we talking. Yeah. But here's the truth, man. Here's the, the truth. BI, the here's the truth. If you, if you do feel like you you know what we're saying you should you want to challenge it you want to, we are open to that discussion Discourse. we want somebody who doesn't agree with what we just kind of laid out to come on the show we will treat you with respect absolutely we will have an absolute Honest great discourse. time we will we will learn from each other because it's important and we feel like that's the number one key thing absolutely. everybody does have an opinion but we 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 need some real honest and powerful dialogue in this country so right. that people can Because I don't see. have that perspective. Yeah. I don't. So maybe there's something that could be said that could open my eyes. I don't think it's going to change my mind because I know the difference between right and wrong, and that has nothing to do with black or white. Mm-hmm. But I would like to know, like, from a reasonable Correct. individual, not someone that's delusional that's going to hit me with the what-if-isms. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hear about the what-abouts mm-hmm. and, and what about this and what about that. Let's get some honest dialogue going and, you know, let's have everybody have some facts, not opinions. Amen to that, man. <laughs> Make sure you guys follow us on, on Twitter at EHO Podcast, uh, on Instagram at Everybody Has an Opinion, and on Facebook at Everybody Has an Opinion. We'll see you guys next week. Listen, we're talking about...